So we're going to be in Ruth tonight. Ruth 1, 1 is where we're going to start. Don't you always start at the beginning? Just remember, as I said a minute ago, make sure if you're listening and you like what you hear, because a lot of people are listening in, share it. Let's spread it. Let's get it going. Share it. Send the gospel. Send the Bible out. Let people hear what you listen to. So Ruth 1, 1. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he, his wife, and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi. And the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. Now this is Elimelech, not to be uh, confused with Abimelech, who was the high priest. And they are in Bethlehem, Judah, not to be confused with Bethlehem of Zebulon. This is Bethlehem, Judah, of King David's fame, although David hasn't been born yet. It is that Bethlehem where the Messiah will be born. So in the days of the judges, the book of Ruth, through self-dating here, in the days of the judges, the book of Ruth, through self-dating, was written in the days of Gideon, of Deborah, and of the judge named Tola, that famous judge named Tola. This is well before Samuel and Saul. And here, in the book of Ruth, we have the account of a man, a woman, and their family in a famine. And they go into the land of Moab to escape a famine. Not a bad thing, right? Well... And a woman like Naomi's husband died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth, and they dwelled there about ten years. And Malon and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Her family is gone. While they were there, Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, the father of Chilion and Malon, dies while they were in this land of Moab. After he died, his sons took wives, Ruth and Orpah, of the land of Moab. After the sons were married, they stayed in the land of Moab for another 10 years. Then the sons also died. Now Moab is part of what we call the country of Jordan today over in the Middle East. It is on the other side of the Dead Sea. So Israel, Jordan, the Jordan Valley, all right here. It was part of, uh, well, I just said it, part of the Jordan Valley. Now the land of Israel is only 8,000 square miles. Not very big. Just about the size of New Jersey in the United States. It's 290 miles long, at its longest point, 290 miles, it's a strip. And at the widest point, the land of Israel is 85 miles wide at its widest point. That means an hour and a half drive in a car today is the widest point. 290 miles long at 60 miles an hour is just over a four-hour drive. So it's not very far, not very big at all. So they were over... They left the land of Israel, went over to Moab in Jordan. 
So when the sons died, after 10 years after the, they got married, when the sons died, it was the woman, Naomi, she was left alone in a land where she had no kin with two daughter-in-laws. Ruth 1.6 Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people and given them bread. Bethlehem, by the way, Bethlehem is uh, the, the, the name of the town um, translates to home our land of bread. So God has given them bread. Wherefore, she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. So Naomi has been brought word that the famine in the land of Israel and Bethlehem is over and bread and food are there. Now, as she has no protector or provider in the land of Moab, she has determined to return to the land of her people and try a fresh start. So she gets up from where she's at with her daughters-in-law. They pack everything up, and she starts on her way. And her daughters-in-law go with her. And she says in 1.8, And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. They must have been good wives. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters, why will ye go with me? Are there yet more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have an husband. If I should say, I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them from would ye stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. Naomi is worried about her daughter-in-laws. They're, they're alone. They don't have husbands. They've got no one to provide for them. They, 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 they left their homes and clothed unto their husbands. Their husbands died. They've got nothing except Naomi. And Naomi's saying, go back, find another husband. Marry, do good for yourselves. You did good for me. Go take care of yourselves now. Naomi was concerned for her daughters-in-law. She was concerned for them. They must have had a good working relationship, the three of them. She's saying, I have nothing left to give you. Go back. Go. Thank you for all that you have done. But go. That's what Naomi is saying. So based on what we see here, we are going to surmise that Naomi has been a good mother-in-law to these girls. For when her sons died... Boy, I paused in the wrong spot. Naomi has been a good mother-in-law, for when her sons died, the wives of the son did not go back home to their family as soon as they could. No. They stayed with Naomi when their husbands died. Now, when Naomi left to go to Judah, they packed up and they're going with her. What else do they know? What else do they have? Naomi... After some consternation and crying, she puts her foot down, 
She said, God's hand is against me, meaning God has afflicted me. God has taken everything from me. Go back. I have nothing more to give. Orpah, she kisses Naomi and she goes back. But Ruth, Ruth stays. Why does Ruth stay? We're not entirely sure, but she did stay. Ruth 1.15, Naomi speaking, and she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law Orpah is gone... I added the oracle. Thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people and thy God shall be my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. Orpah said, okay, kissed her mother-in-law, thanked her for everything she had done, and Orpah returned back to her family, to her God. This is why I think Naomi, our Ruth, stayed with Naomi. Naomi says, your God is my God. Your people, my people. Ruth was faithful to her mother-in-law. And she has just said, you are my mother. And I am your daughter. And that is how it is going to be. <laughs> Where you live, I will live. Where you die, I will die. Naomi, we are family. Let's get on with it. So Naomi, seeing the steadfastness of Ruth's words, said okay. And did something most mother-in-laws have trouble doing. She stopped arguing. Now I intended to think that Naomi's faithfulness, words of her God's grace, her God's mercy, won Ruth over. I think Naomi's witness, Naomi's testimony, won Ruth over. Now, when you know about uh, the Moabites' gods, it's not that hard, I would think, for them to switch loyalties. After all, the, uh, the gods of the Moabites were Molech and Chemosh. Molech, who wanted child sacrifices. In fact, in the Bible, you'll hear many times that their sons, they passed their sons through the fire, fire uh, child sacrifices to Molech. And then uh, Chemosh, who wanted human blood sacrifices. She chose the God of Naomi. She said, your God will be my God. She has given up on her gods. And I've got to believe that it's from Naomi's witness and testimony that Ruth has done so. So she is choosing Naomi. Ruth is choosing God Jehovah. Ruth is choosing to go here rather than stay back with these false gods. So Ruth not only said, I'm, your God is my God, your people is my people. She says, I'm going to live where you live. I'm going to die where you die. If aught but death separate us the rest of our lives, then God do so to me. So she was not a uh, halfway type of person. Ruth was all in on this venture. So they too went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem, that all the city was moved about them. And they said, 
is this Naomi? And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. So when they come into Bethlehem, Naomi and her husband uh, Elimelech must have been very well off and very well known because everybody came running and saying, Is this Naomi? Now she's been gone uh, 11, 12 years. But all of the uh, inhabitants came running. They were like a family. Bethlehem was not very big. So they would have known her before she left. And upon her return years later, they recognize her as she comes back home. So Naomi, as she's talking to them, she says, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the Lord Almighty, for the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. So Naomi does see that God was chastising her for running off to the land of Moab, not trusting in him to provide during the famine. She sees that, she's, that God was the one who was responsible for her situation, that he had lifted her up, and now he had taken everything away. She sees the hand of God that had caused her to be in this state, yet she is now returning to where God wanted her to be, back to her home. Her words are full of despair, but her heart knows it is her and her husband's actions that have caused her to return empty. She says, I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? Naomi had left Bethlehem with a lot of family, possessions, a future. She has returned to Bethlehem with no family, no possessions, and a foreign daughter-in-law. She sees the hand of God, she has repented, and she has returned to her homeland. But you see, we have the benefit of hindsight. We have something that Naomi don't have, doesn't have. We can look forward through the scriptures and see what's about to come. Because while Naomi is in the land of Moab, a word comes unto her. And that word is, there's bread, there's food back in your homeland. God sent her a word so that she would return home. She doesn't see that the word she received of God is of God, that there's bread in the land. She sees that he has dealt with her and afflicted her. She doesn't see that he was the one that sent her the word. He was the one that made sure she heard of this. The word that caused her to return to where she was supposed to be, that was a word from God. She is now back in Bethlehem. Yes, she comes back empty. Yes, she comes back with a whole lot more than, or a whole lot less than what she left with. But now that she's back, she's back in the will of God. She's back where God wants her. She is about to be blessed exponentially. Why is she about to be blessed exponentially? She was a good and faithful witness in Moab. She brought the daughter-in-law with her. She was a good and faithful testimony, and she is about to be rewarded exponentially for that witness and that testimony that she had. She got her heart right with God. She got, came back. The daughter-in-law saw the witness, saw the testimony, and came back with her. And all of that is a result of Naomi's character and her witness. And she is about to be blessed in the next chapter, well, next two chapters, very, very much.